0: Welcome to the Living the Abundant Life podcast with Rob and Sarah Betts. Living the Abundant Life is a weekly podcast designed to help others learn to live in abundance. And now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Living the Abundant Life with Rob and Sarah. Uh, Last week, we started talking about a new subject we are calling the Perfect Church.
1: The Perfect Church. Isn't that intriguing? Yeah. Well. um, How mysterious. (laughs) Last week we talked about a couple different points that are so important. And, you know, one thing that we said is the perfect church really starts with you. You know, what you're putting into your church is a lot of what you're going to get out of it.
0: Right. And lots of people go from church to church to Mm -hmm. church looking. And every time they get there, they find something about that that they're like, well, if the children's department was better or if the music was better or. But. Wherever you go, because we are imperfect people, things are never going to be perfect. But the perfect church for you and I is the one that God calls us to. And the things that we do can help to make that the perfect church. So we're going to pray. We'll do a quick recap of what we talked about last week. And then we're going to right into uh, the next point. So would you pray for us? Sure.
1: Father, we love you. We just thank you for your word. We thank you for revealing truth to us today, Lord, and helping us to be uh, more involved in our church, to find the right church for us and to, to be there to stay, to serve, and to grow. And we just love you and thank you in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. So last week, the first thing that we talked about was we said the number one way to find or to be the perfect church mm-hmm. is to pray for your pastors. Yes. It's so important that you're spending time praying for the leaders in your, in your church, yes. your pastor, your mm-hmm. children's pastor, right. uh, associate pastors, all the leadership in your church for all the volunteer areas. Here's the thing. How do I pray for them? How would you want people praying for you? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. How do you pray for not, you know, not for well, uh, Lord, help them to do things the way that I think are right. No, that's not going to that's not going to do it. Can you pray, Lord, give them wisdom to be able to lead the way that you would have them to lead. Pray for those people the way that you would have others pray for you? Okay. Uh, how would you want me praying for you? If you called me up and said, "Hey, brother Rob, I want you to, I want you to pray for me. Could you do that?" Been going through some stuff. How would you want me to pray? Would you want me to uh, to pray my will into your life, or would you want the Lord's will in your life that you would walk out His plan for you? Okay. So make sure that your pastor, uh, your other leaders within your church, are receiving your time in prayer to let uh, you know, let God. Work through their lives mm-hmm. through the prayers that you're praying. Our one mm-hmm. minister said one time. He said, "It appears that God can do nothing apart from prayer in the in the earth That's because right. He gave us a dominion, He gave right. us authority, He placed us here, and it requires our prayers to put things in motion." So yes. pray faith-filled prayers over your leaders.
1: Absolutely. And you know, I know sometimes there's a tendency maybe of people to kind of talk negative about this area or this area of ministry in the church. You know, it's it's. A- a great opportunity to instead when you hear those negative comments just turn them to good you know every time but boy aren't they faithful aren't you thankful for all that they do for us you know always turn it for the good and don't get involved in that negative talk because it's so important that your pastor knows you're behind him or her right. that they know that you're with them And then the second way, and this is a way you can show that, is be prepared when you come to church. Take notes, bring your Bible, get ready, focus in on the Word, you know, put your phone away. Some of those things that may be a distraction, unless you're taking notes on your phone, you know, things like that. But, you know, be engaged so when your pastor looks out, he can see your smiling face, that you're with him. And uh, that makes all the difference. It really does.
0: That's right. It's so important that we're taking good notes. They'll see that you're taking notes. They'll see that you're engaged. And you'll because you're more engaged, you'll get more out of right. the messages. You'll go home and you'll yeah. look over those notes again later. It might be years later. You'll see those same notes and look at them, and you'll think differently right. about that subject. Make yeah. sure that you're taking good notes. Be a good note taker. Be yeah. studious. Yeah. And, yes, you can take the notes on your phone, Sorry. Certainly, but uh, I prefer I take my Bible and I take uh, a notebook and I write in there every time that whoever the speaker is and what their topic was, what their scriptures were, so that then later on I can go back and I can go over those. And sometimes we'll even go over them together Mm -hmm. and talk about those. things. That's right.
1: So, uh, we encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode so you can get a little bit more in depth on those issues. Um, we told you uh, some scriptures that you can look up to support that, what you can pray over your pastor. And so, um, we're going to go straight into today's topic, which is get involved. So not oh, only yeah. get involved in praying for your pastor and the leadership, not only get involved in taking notes and being studious of the word, but get involved. And we can't stress this enough. If there are small groups, find a good small group. If there's workday go to the workday anything that you can do if there's an event and you can make it be there. If they have Sunday school or you know if they have three services a week we encourage you as often as possible get there. It is so important to form those relationships. It makes a small or a big church seem smaller it makes a small church you know people are, are going to be more engaged the more that you're coming the more often that you're there forming those uh, strong relationships and so we encourage you if there's something on the calendar make sure that you're there.
0: Right you're going to everyone has discretionary time uh, recently I met with uh, a couple who were uh, working towards getting married and they were doing some uh, some premarital counseling and they were talking about how they didn't have time to go over some of the things that we had been talking about outside of our meetings and so I just sat down with them and we did a little math I wrote down uh, like what are your hours where you know where you work and we wrote those down for both of them and okay. um, if one of them was a student, uh, they were actually both students, uh, what are your hours at school? We wrote all of those hours down. When we looked at their time, there were lots of gaps, lots of areas where they had some discretionary time. Now, I understand people are busy, but uh, if you're like me, you get your, uh, if you have an Apple phone, you'll get something at the end of the week that tells you how much you were on your phone that week, and you'll find that, oh, maybe I had a lot more discretionary time than what I realized. Mm-hmm. If you filled that time, invested that time in building relationships within your church, you would find the perfect church. There's a scripture in Acts 4. Uh, the apostles talk about this issue of, you know, when you're going through life or you're going through difficulties, uh, it's important to have some people that you can go around. Acts 4.23 says this. It says, being let go, this is this is just after Peter and John had been threatened uh, because they'd been preaching in the name of Jesus, and, and they were threatened and told, don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. And then uh, Acts 4.23 says, being let go, they went to their own company and reported all the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, uh, you are God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all those are in them. Uh, and they prayed together. They, they lifted their voices together in one accord. Right. When you're going through stuff, well, uh, when you do get let go, you need to run to your own company. Mm-hmm. Uh, be around those people. If you have a Sunday school, uh, if you have, uh, our church has something that we call link teams, where mm-hmm. people do things outside of studying the Bible, just things that they genuinely have in common. Right. They hang out with one another, but during those times, they end up talking to one another and finding stuff that they both have in common, and they're able to be like, oh, because they have this connection, I can share with them some of the things that I'm going through, and God will use them to give you a word in due season, something that you need to hear that will help you for that time. But here's the thing to think about. If I'm not engaged, if I'm not attending those things, if I'm absent, How can God use them to help me or use me to help them? If you're not there, there's a void Mm -hmm. that God is wanting to use you or use others to help you. And if we'll come together, God will be able to do those things for us. That uh, I heard a guy say one time, he said, you know, you could cure something that would take years of therapy. You could get taken care of in just a moment. In the presence of God Mm -hmm. with like-minded believers.
1: Amen. And then along those same lines, um, one of a scripture you might have heard before, um, Hebrews 10. And we're going to start at verse 23 because this scripture is so important when it talks about coming together Mm -hmm. with like-minded people. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope. "...without wavering, for he who is promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching." Hey, folks, it's not getting any further away, for sure. And listen, there's so much going on in the world that we need those times to be together. We need those times where we can be an encouragement to someone else. And, you know, when you're coming to be an encouragement to someone else, so many times I get encouraged too when I'm ready to put you know be there to fellowship to be right. um, to come with joy in my heart and just be a blessing. I end up getting blessed. And so look for those things on the calendar at your church where you can get involved, where you can be around those
0: like-minded yeah, people. Yeah, we've got a uh, we've got an event that's just a basically it's a family fun night mm-hmm. at our church on a Sunday evening coming up uh, real soon for mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Right. And why is it valuable? For- for people to get there? Is it because we want to just have a bunch of people watching the Super Bowl together? No. I mean, that's all great. Is it uh, because there's lots of snack food and things? No, that's fine. It's because these are people who believe like you believe. Uh, there are people who are dealing with things in this world like you're dealing right. with, and the scripture tells us so much more as we see the day yes. approaching. This day, what's it, the the Bible is talking about, is the end of days as we know them right now. The closer we get to the time that, as believers, we know will come eventually when the Lord will return, uh, the more difficult the world becomes mm-hmm. because of all the darkness and all the things that we deal with. Uh, you know, you don't have to live very long. You say, can you prove out that things are going to get worse in the end yes because I live on this earth and so do you things are different today Mm -hmm. than they once were how much more valuable is it that we're around if you're around negative people all the time Mm -hmm. at work or at the school that you attend or wherever it may be if that's what you're getting all the time negative 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 and then you get an opportunity to come to church where all these other people are positive and Mm -hmm. encouraging that's the perfect church being in a place with other people who are like-minded, who will bring positive... Amen. Amen. Um,
1: And, you know, many people that I met with that are struggling, one of the main things I ask them is, are you going to church? Have you been coming? And a lot of them aren't. A lot of them, or they may say, well, y'all you know, try to every now and then. What happens is the enemy gets you all by yourself. Mm-hmm. And then he's talking in your ear and making you feel like you're the only one going through what you're going through. But he can't do that if you're coming and you're around other believers that can pour into you. Right. So along those same lines is volunteering and serving, using the gifts that God has placed in your life to bless others. You know, so many times I hear people say, my church isn't, you know, I did, it's not that great. There's not that much going on. And when I start asking them about, you know, what there are, oh, are you going to this? Are you participating in this? Are you serving anywhere? No, you know, I, I don't want to do any of those things. And then I, I you know, a light bulb kind of goes on for me because I realize you haven't met anybody you're not putting your hand anything and giving of yourself so then you're not receiving what you need to receive
0: before we went out and pastored the first time that we uh, that we went out to pastor a church uh, I'm so glad that when I was serving at the church while I was attending school I was serving at the church and lots of the lessons that I learned that helped me to as I was a pastor Didn't come from the lessons I learned studying the Bible at school, which had its, I mean, that helped me with sermon preparation. Mm -hmm. There were some other, some classes I had that helped me with uh, providing spiritual guidance and things like that. But so many of the practical things that I needed to pastor a church came as a result of serving alongside faithful men and women who had been serving in the church faithfully because it was not, uh, it's not just volunteer work. It is helps ministry. It's the ministry of helps that the Bible talks about. Those people who had been doing that for so many years were pouring into my life as I volunteered alongside them shoulder to shoulder. And then when I got out in the ministry uh, in a pastoral role, All of those lessons that I had learned in helps ministry were there for me to pull from. And the Holy Spirit was able to use what they had taught me, what they had showed me in practical ways to be able to make me a better pastor. Uh, Whatever it is that God is calling you to do, Mm -hmm. he's called us all to the ministry of helps. And it puts us in great company. Mm -hmm. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the helper. Uh, The the Holy Spirit is in helps ministry to the believer. He's helping us. Uh, The the scripture says in John, he'll guide us into all truth. He'll show us things Mm -hmm to come. Uh, All these things that he does are helps for our lives. You and I should be serving in the church somewhere, we should be helping because when we bring our supply, God is able to use us to help or bring help to other people.
1: Yes. And looking at Romans 12.1, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, and intelligent act of worship. When you give of yourself that's worship. When you're serving in the children's ministry, when you're in the parking lot, uh, smiling and greeting people, when you're praying for people, uh, wherever you choose to serve, whatever, wherever God's leading you to serve, that is using your body for his glory. That's using your gifts for the kingdom. And God can multiply that. And we have seen that so many ways, um, as we've served in Just about every area that could possibly be, maybe you know, um, because we've we've been at a church when we were the only people there, you know, and we were the uh, cleaning crew, you know, the (laughs) opening crew. We were the helps team. We were everything. (laughs) Um, And then you know, as we as we uh, worked in those different areas, God develops those gifts. You know, if if I didn't have a music team and I put myself into, hey, I'm gonna. Learn to play the piano. The Lord blessed that amazingly. We have some different uh, podcasts where we've talked about that a little bit more. But um, get involved. Serve. Use the gifts that God has put in you. And just start somewhere. You know, if, if you think, I don't even know where to start. Start with maybe just being a greeter. Or maybe go to your pastor and ask the question, what would you like me to do?
0: Yeah, that's A great place to start if you don't know where to, to be in helps ministry uh, would be to go to your leadership mm-hmm. and say, hey, where do you need some help? Mm-hmm. And if you'll if you'll say that to your leaders, your pastors, they'll say, Oh, I've got a place for <laughs> right. you. You've got some place that you're you've got a willing heart to serve, mm-hmm. you're willing to, to be a helps minister in our church. We can find something. And when we when you get going, there were lots of times where we would volunteer in an area until the right person came along. Uh, who right. could do that better than we did and we would turn that over yeah. and then be used in another area where we could help in those areas as well. Right. I want to right. encourage you this week, it looks like we're about out, yeah. out of time, but this week, find, pray about some areas. Find some areas in the church that you're in where you can serve. Uh, Lord, uh, where would you have me, sir? Go see your pastor. Call your leadership and say, hey, uh, I want you to know if you need somebody to help in some area, I'm willing to help. And if you'll do that, I promise you God will bless you abundantly yes. for the time that you sow into the kingdom. That's right. Amen.
1: And the perfect church is the one that you're involved in, that the one you're engaged in, that the one where you're making relationships and you're, you're being an encouragement to your pastor by praying, you're being encouragement to others by bringing your supply. So the perfect church t- church. It's with you. It's what you're putting into it. So we encourage you to do those things. Right. Let's
0: pray and we'll get back together again next week. Father God, we thank you so much for the willing hearts of those people that are watching or listening to us each week. Uh, Lord, they are coming up a level in their service to the kingdom of God. Uh, Lord, they are attending the perfect church now because you've called them to wherever they're at, but they're going to put their hand to something. Lord, they're going to be the greatest of servers. They're going to be the best helps ministers. We thank you, Lord, that as they put their time in, as they sow their time, give of themselves, Lord, that you'll, uh, you'll provide richly for every need in their life to be met as they're meeting the needs of other people. We thank you for your faithfulness to them, uh, for their obedient hearts. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Until next week, just keep living the abundant life. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.